Hello, how's everyone doing out there? This is Pastor Rick, and you're listening to Fresh Bread from the Pastor's Pantry. I want to say thank you for tuning in, for listening. And as you continue to listen and to follow, I pray that you will be richly blessed in your spirit, encouraged in your soul to continue to pursue and press into the greater things of God that he has planned, purpose, and prepared for your life. May every promise that he's given be yours in Jesus name. As you listen today, we have a really good podcast going to be talking about how you can lift the curse of poverty. I begin with this. If we were to take a survey and ask the average professing believer in Jesus Christ, what area in your life would you say God is calling you to become more disciplined? I wonder what they would say. I wonder if, and this is just not for a believer, okay? This is almost for anybody because we all have areas in our lives that we need to become more disciplined. Even habits or practices that we need to actually begin that will lead to us breaking free of this curse of poverty. But the areas would consider is this. A, serving, B, prayer, C, reading his word more, D, engaging in evangelistic activities, E, private times of worship in song, F, fasting, or G, giving, giving generously and joyfully to the work of the ministry, specifically in the area of tithes and offerings. So far, as I've asked a few people this question, and none of them have said immediately or admittedly, that giving is an area that they need to become more disciplined in. For many of them, this wasn't even on their radar. And for the most part, persons are actually answering in these top three areas, serving, engaging in evangelistic activities, and prayer. I could have guessed those already. Rarely do I hear anyone mention that giving is an area where they need to develop greater discipline. And I wonder, why is it? Why is it that is rarely mentioned, if mentioned at all? So this one gentleman, he told me this. He described his reasonings in this way. He says that if he gives something for the benefit of somebody else, or if he's going to give out of his resources, the very thing that he needs in order to benefit God's kingdom, he feels like he's taking a loss. He's going to lose something. And so this idea that you're losing something is what he was trying to communicate to me. It would seem that on the surface that you would be taking a loss for how can you gain when you give away the very thing that you need in order to meet the needs of someone else or of an organization. However, in God's system of economy, things are a little bit different. The law says you reap what you sow. But when it comes to giving, God's system of economy says that you reap more than you sow. Therefore, in God's kingdom, the practice of giving reaps the abundance of gain. You see, it's very natural for us to think of giving as I'm going to suffer some kind of loss. It may be gain for you, but it's loss for me. So we go to the book of Malachi, chapter 3, where the prophet begins to help us understand this idea or this principle of giving as a means of breaking free from this curse of poverty. Malachi, beginning with verse 6. I am the Lord, and I do not change. That is why you descendants of Jacob are not already destroyed. Ever since the days of your ancestors, you have scorned my decrees and failed to obey them. Now return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. But you ask, how can we return when we have never gone away? Should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me 
of tithes and offerings due to me. Very specific. You are under a curse. Very specific. For your whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough room in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all nations will call you blessed, for, for your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Wow, that's such a beautiful passage of scripture. Now I know that many of you may have heard a sermon that's centered around this passage, but you've never heard this one, okay? You've never heard what I'm about to tell you today. The first thing I want us to notice is this. Because we fail to give purposefully and we fail to give and deny God by not giving to his kingdom work, we invite the curse of drought. We inflict this curse upon ourselves of drought and barrenness into our lives. It's not so much that the Lord punishes a person for not giving. That's not the case at all. No, the prophet Malachi is trying to help us understand the natural process of what happens when we don't release the seed of giving. Failure to obey, to release the good seed of giving, restricts you and I from receiving the Lord's reward. Did you get that? Here's how the apostle says it. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, but he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. But wait a minute. I've been serving God. And that's the same thing that people are saying in Malachi chapter three. We've been serving God. We've been following God. We've been trying to do those things that honor his name and please him. Engaged in evangelism activities, been serving, been practicing, you know, just self-worship and all of these different things. But why am I not enjoying the real fruit of freedom, fullness and abundance as the Lord has promised? Why has there been years of drought and drain in my spirit, in my marriage, my bank account? Why? You know, I hear things like this all the time. I hear it all the time. And there are good, kind-hearted people who are trying to do all the right things by God, but they find themselves trapped on this merry-go-round of poverty in various areas of their lives. Why? You have to ask yourself, am I releasing all of the tithe and offerings that his word has commanded me to give. Lean in right here because you got to stop telling yourself some things in relation to this. Here's what you have to stop telling yourself. Stop telling yourself that I cannot afford to give anything. Stop telling yourself that I cannot afford to give. How am I going to meet my own needs? Stop telling yourself that I just cannot afford to give right now. I can't. Stop telling yourself those things because the more you tell yourself those things, the heavier and the greater this weight of this curse will be upon you and your life. You see, in the end, you're not just cheating God and his kingdom work from advancing. You're cheating yourself. You're cheating your family. You're cheating your finances. And you're hijacking your future. Your freedom, your fullness, and your fruitfulness are being hijacked because you keep releasing the words of, 
I can't afford. The second thing I want us to notice is that this curse, though it may be self-inflicted, that is upon you and your life, finances, family, and your future can be broken going forward, beginning right now. How? Begin right where you are in your journey with God and release what's in your hand for the advancement of his kingdom. Your God and your creator, he is positioned right now to break the curse of depression, anxiety, and despair that is associated with the spirit of poverty. Remember, poverty stretches far beyond money, far beyond money. As you practice what God has commanded, he promises that you will have plenty to sustain you. Then you will see that I will throw open the windows of heaven, he says. I will pour out so many blessings that you will not have enough room to store them. Essentially, the Lord is saying, stop concentrating on what you think you can't afford to do and just follow my commands of releasing your seed of giving. As you obey my commands, I will crown you with fullness of blessings and benefits from heaven's treasure chest. Man, does that sound good to me. Finally, we all must understand that the other elements of our worship and devotion to God are no substitute for the practice of giving. The hard truth is this, if we are not going to play the game by the rules, then let's just pack our bags and go home. In other words, if we're not going to obey God's commands of giving, then stop asking him to bless you with the freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness that you desire. My prayer is that we would all release the gift he's placed in our possession. Give it as a gift for the good of others and for the work of his kingdom. This is a vital key to lifting this self-inflicted curse breaking the chains of sin and canceling the power of the enemy to use this against you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Share this podcast with someone and keep following. I'll see you on the other side tomorrow. Blessings and God's peace be upon you. Amen.